Now on Food FM, Arthur Potts Dawson is joined by Ben English, Operations Manager at Marfish. Online, on smart speakers, and on Listen Again. This is Food FM. Okay, uh, here we are with Food FM, and we're joined today by Ben English. Uh, ben, you are hugely involved in the fishing industry. You work for Marfish, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about what the impact of Britain leaving the EU is having on our fisheries. So, Ben, perhaps you could introduce yourself a little bit, tell us what you do, but then we will go to talk a, a, a bit more about what Brexit means uh, in these uh, difficult times. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm Ben English, Operations Director at Marfish, uh, seafood wholesaler to the hospitality industry and home delivery. Home delivery. Uh, sorry, just to jump on home delivery quickly. You've had to diversify, haven't you? I mean, you know, we, we've come through a pandemic. 2020 has been an interesting year. You've had to diversify. We're going to have to diversify even more, aren't we? Because 2021 is coming. First of January is going to hit us. Um, And we're going to have to jump through a lot of different hoops as we leave the European Union. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And as we all know, you know, if we've read the news or or watched the news lately, fishing is playing a massive part in in negotiations. Um, It's economically extremely important to the UK as it is to uh, the the European Union Um, our waters are heavily fished by European vessels and and I don't think people know enough about that to be honest with you Um, and that makes it very emotive from our point of view I mean the only way I can really sort of say it to you is that you know we have to view the seas as land and that 200 miles out from our coastline is British land. Now, if we were allowing tractors to come through the tunnel and plough through the middle of the country, we'd all be up in arms about that happening um, and digging up our, our earth and, and taking veggies and, and so forth back to, to the European Union. So, you know, we have to think in exactly the same manner when it comes to that water. That is UK British waters and therefore we should really be in control and in charge of who fishes where when and how much is taken from it so we've we've got an issue then we've got an issue where Britain is an island surrounded by sea um, we fish a lot of fish out of the water um, I know that when I was on a fishing boat out of Newland Harbour a couple of years ago they were saying they wanted out of Europe is it a good idea for the British industry of fishing to be out of Europe our viewpoint, and, and I say our viewpoint, probably mine, um, is that uh, it's better to start with a blank piece of paper and rewrite the rules when it comes to um, what is a commodity, a British commodity. So, um, yes, there are massive benefits to us being out, take control, take sovereignty back of those waters, take control of the fish stocks and, and manage them for our own benefit. Um but the flip side of that, we also have the, the difficulty of, of 70% of what we catch in the UK is exported. So we have to be mindful of that, that the marketplace still needs to be there for us to to, to catch this, this product and, and to sell it onwards. And uh, the UK-British fleet is more than capable of, of catching what Europe catches as a, a quota as such. Um, and and we just need to make sure that we generate markets. I think, you know, I look at it as a, a massive opportunity for the UK in terms of growth going into 2021 when it comes to, to seafood as a whole, whether that be um, us actually physically selling a product 
and transporting into into Europe, or or actually, you know, investment in infrastructure around the fishing industry and making towns like Grimsby great again. Um, so there's some real opportunity there for us to to create jobs and and develop jobs by by making sure that we manage this fishery correctly. So we catch the fish, we move the fish down to the ports, uh, sorry, to, to then ship it into Europe. Um, are we going to have any issues of getting our fish into Europe? Um, you know, it, it needs to be fresh. It does, and and I suppose you know, from an export in exporting point of view, um, it, it's the biggest worry is that that you can get a product quickly enough through uh, the distribution points that you need to travel to to get it to those people that sell it at the moment with free trade with free movement you know obviously fish passes through the borders relatively quickly um the paperwork that is going to be required to get fish from the uk into europe um is is firstly going to slow things down secondly will will be a level of cost that people aren't even talking about um so if we go to world trade rules then there's the the duty that's added but there's also the added expense of of vet bills and and so forth that that is required to complete the paperwork and move it on um fish will then go through uh Boulogne and um they're they're talking up that it will be a fairly straightforward process but the fact of the matter is that none of us actually know what will happen and at the moment um europe are reluctant to release their plan of how that's going to happen until January the 1st because it will impact these negotiations that are currently happening. So the sooner we all know exactly what's going to happen, I think the sooner we can start putting things in place to deal with it. Are we going to be going to war with these fishing fleets? I mean, are the Spanish going to come up? Are the French going to arrive? Are Portuguese going to come fishing in British waters without them being policed? What's going to happen in the seas around Britain? to be honest that's a little bit above my pay grade but uh well done for trying to draw me out of it but uh the, you know reality is that you know these these waters are economically important important to these european nations and um that's why it's, cut, it's causing such a furore now and and it's one of the reasons why why boris i suppose is is investing so much in the, the naval fleet as well because there will be anticipation that you know there there could be trouble ahead yeah fish you know, it's a big business you know and and we're shipping 70 percent of the fish that we catch goes to europe um, or, or the rest of the world out of britain and we're importing fish into britain from europe and, and the rest of the world it seems as if it's a little bit imbalanced it might be healthier if we carry some of our own fish into our own restaurants and and uh, maybe not rely so heavily on trade with europe but at the same time we need to keep trading um it does sound like there's going to be uh, some issues around us. I mean, because our fishing fleet is, is one of the it's in the jewels of the crown of Britain, isn't it? I mean, it's an important piece of the puzzle for, for, for Britain going forward as trade. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, you know, we've we've gone through uh, radical changes over the last twenty years, um, from decommissioning the, the fleet to make it smaller. Um, what happens off the back of that is that. You know, you have less vessels fishing, but uh, you know you have improvement in technology to make them more efficient. Um, and and as a as a business, you know, we we've put three or four new vessels into the water in the last five years, and and they are state of the art fishing machines. And uh, you know, what that enables us to do is to to provide a fantastic 
product as quickly as possible to the fish markets and and then it's important that you know we have outlets for that product as as we go forward and i think you know it's important as a nation that we embrace the fishing industry and and we see more fish on menus and and eaten at home have we got enough um of of a pressurized narrative from the uk because you know we're an island we've got a lot of water around us we've got a lot of fish surely that should mean that we've got um a couple of jokers in our pack which we should be able to say hey you want our fish you better give us some good trade and and to be honest when this this whole process started two years ago i said to to anyone that would listen to me that fishing would play a massive part in our negotiations and the final say and and that's exactly what's happening it is the sticking point you know only today in the newspaper with with macron's turn around saying that you know he will not give up his right to fish in our waters and and it was always going to come to this um and and you know the fishing industry as a whole is is looking at uh, at boris and and saying you know we're going to hold you accountable to what happens from this point on so uh you you need to find a negotiation tactic that works but uh you know don't give up our commodity cheaply it would seem though that if we have a healthy port i know that fleetwood was a massive uh, fishing port i know that peterhead is i know that down in newland is not huge but you know there's grimsby you talk about all these these fishing ports in the uk you know is this a good opportunity for the United Kingdom to invest in these ports and, and invest in our fleet and, and get fishing and then sell that fish at a premium? 100%. 100%. You, you, I mean, I, I, I live in Suffolk now um, and I've got very close to me um, the port of uh, Lowestoft. And if you were to go back 20 years ago, um, you used to be able to walk from one boat to the next all the way across the harbour, and the same in Grimsby. Um, you can't do that now. There are no boats landing into to Lowestoft anymore, but yet they, they've made investment from government funding in the, in the local area. So there's companies there that have fish moved across the country and then processed and, and sent out to the local area. And I just think, you know, this is a real opportunity, not necessarily to put more boats back into the water, but to invest in that infrastructure and and invest in UK companies to, to help make the most of, of our commodity that's in the water that, that we can catch and, and bring onto UK shores. Because I think it's important that we talk about the negatives. OK, you know, there's a problem. We're not going to be able to ship our food fast enough. Our fish is, might not be as fresh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be more expensive. We're going to have red tape to get through. Our trucks might have to stop in the Dordogne or in Madrid because they can't, you know, they, there's issues of, of um, logistics. But... The silver lining would be that we have got a real industry here that we could invest in and and get even better at fishing, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And and the old adage really is that uh, <clears throat> any publicity is good publicity. And and if anything, you know, hopefully the UK as a whole, and I, and I talk about the population of the UK, are starting to to pay attention to what we've got on our own shoreline and and. The plus point of of Brexit, hopefully, will be that, you know, the UK embraces what we have around us and and we see a change in in taste and uh, whether that be at home or on menus and uh, and we see more fish consumed. Well, it sounds like we're going to be, I mean, I think 2021, 2022, although they're very um, immediate years to us having uh, left um, Europe on the 1st of January in 2021, 
um, we'll know quite quickly whether or not we're able to respond to us leaving or we're struggling with trade, we can't get the fish out, we're, the, the industry's still on its knees. Um, there needs to be a quick turnaround. Can you see anything, Ben, that, that we would need to do quickly from either the general public or from the supermarkets or from a, from a, from the government perspective um, to improve the, the, the state of the, the British fishing? Not necessarily include in the state of British fishing because it's in an extremely healthy position and there are some really proactive people. Um, there's a there's a number of bodies that operate underneath these fishermen that that give great guidance and are constantly communicating with governments and and you know they are trying to make this Brexit process as easy as it possibly can be, um, but. You know, the, the reality is that we have a commodity that we catch that's wild caught, has a story behind it, that we can utilise in the UK and we should be supporting our British fishermen fleet rather than bringing maybe some of the, the, the imported products that travel halfway across the world to be here with us. Okay, I want, I want to get a little bit uh, closer to, to the bone. It, let's say you're up there in Peterhead or you're visiting one of the, the day boats or, or even one of the boats that they head out further out into North Sea. What do the, the captains of these boats think about the situation? Certainly at the start of the process, they, they were all very much for um, coming out of Europe and, uh, and making the most of the opportunity that they have available to them. You know, regularly we, we talk to skippers and uh, you know some of the stories we, we've all seen the scallop war on the on the south coast um, you know we talk about lower stuff you know not our skippers there but you know a lot of boats there put out business because you know Dutch trawlers fishing in our area electric fishing on the on the on the seabed um, and then in in the North Sea, you know, I've heard of, of boats going across lines and and cutting nets of, of the Scottish trawlers and so forth. You know, it's it's not a they're big waters, and the fishing grounds are huge, and uh, and and there is there is fish to go around. But I think it just needs to be done in a respectful manner, and uh, and we do need to look after ourselves when it when it comes to it. So the skippers are out there; they're working hard. Uh, they're in their boats. They thought they wanted out. Do they still want out? I mean, are they realising there's going to be problems with, with Brexit as it comes, or, or, or do you think they're okay with it? I, I, to be honest, until they see the end result, I don't think we'll truly know how they feel about it. All they want is to be able to, you know, fishermen. <laughs> this is controversial. <laughs> uh, you know, fishermen want the best for themselves at the end of the day, and and they see UK waters. They are patriotic people. Um, and and they want to be able to access their their livelihood at the, at the end of the day and and, uh, and and be masters of their own destiny. I suppose is probably the best way to put it. Is they want to be masters of their own destiny. So therefore, they they think that we can manage our waters better as a, a an individual nation, and uh, and and that's what they want to see. It's interesting, isn't it, Britain? I mean, the history of Britain over the thousands of years uh, has been at seafaring you know um, there's been you know battle after battle you know the, the waters you know we weren't invaded for thousands or a thousand years because of our seas being so difficult to, to manoeuvre and um, the Royal Navy became such a powerful uh, network of sort of global trade and, and made supposedly Britain great so our seas have been something that have made Britain what it is 
So we've got skippers out there in, in big boats, you know, small ships, um, with a lot of fish being landed every week. And like you're saying, they want to be the masters of their own destiny. So, you know, with, with Brexit looming the 1st of January, um, it's important that the general public understand that there is an industry that is heavily reliant on people's skill, and passion and bravery. And this needs to be supported, does it? Yes, 100%. 100%. These guys go out to sea every day and risk their life to bring a product back. It's a wild product um, and uh, it's not done lightly. So yes, they need our support and uh, and we should, we should see more of it on our plate. 100%. It's important that then Britain uses this opportunity to to advertise how good it is at fishing and advertise how good a product we have. And you know, I can't really tell tell you my political position on this. I mean, I I'm I'm a chef. I use a lot of fish and I I've, I've been involved with fish for 35 years and and I love it and I think it's a super healthy like you say natural protein. I just don't think we shout loudly enough about it, do we? I think we need to be a bit more passionate about the fact that, okay, we're out, but we're still in for giving you the best fish in the world. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, and that's what I hope will happen off the back of this. There's so much talk about fishing at the moment, and I know it comes as negative press in, in a lot of instances because, you know, it's Brexit, 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 and, and if we're honest, we've all had enough of hearing about it. We just do want to get on whichever way that that happens to go and we all have our own beliefs on how that should be done but you know we do want to get past that but fishing's being talked about a lot so hopefully as an industry um, we can use this as a, a springboard a platform to, uh, to to grow off the back of and that uh, our consumption of fish in the UK hopefully improves and, in, and uh, increases and um, and actually you know we start to see some of the the the, the amazing different variety of species consumed within the UK. So you're saying with Brexit looming and happening in the next four weeks that, that we need to be buying more British fish and supporting our British fishing industry? Yeah, I think we do, you know the whole idea of Brexit and, and the premise of, of it was that uh, you know we wanted to be a sovereign state and we wanted to support British industry and, and fishing is a massive British industry and and it should be supported at all costs. Hmm. So if there's no deal, does that help you as a business? I mean, we talk specifically about, you know, the fishing business. If there's no deal and you land it and you've got it in a box, but you've got no deal with Europe, where does that leave us? There's still demand. And I think that's the important thing to remember. So yes, pricing will change um, on both exported and imported products. Um, but there's a demand from both sides for the product that I happen to be involved in. So I don't see that changing. I think the the powers that be will find a way to move these commodities. And it isn't just fish, you know, it's all food products, vegetables, meat. They, they, there's a, a, a an ebb and flow of product going in both directions. And I think the, the powers that be need to find a way to make sure that that is moved in an efficient manner. Um, and that shelf life can be maintained on both sides. And I think that that will happen. Hmm. So it's not all doom and gloom. There's good opportunity. We've got a chance to strengthen the British fishing fleet and uh, look at what uh, product we've got coming out of the sea, uh, consume some of it or more of it in Britain, um, but keep all of our trading doors open. 
Yeah, 100%. I, I think, you know, nobody likes change, but there's a big change coming and we have to approach it in a positive manner and we have to look for the best possible outcome from that change. And I, and I just think there's an opportunity here for British fish, the British fishing industry to to grow as we go forward. And, and I'm excited for 2021 and I'm interested to see where that goes. Ben English, I uh, really appreciate your comments and feedback on Brexit. Not an easy discussion to have. Uh, that's Ben English uh, joining us here on Food FM talking about fish. Online, on smart speakers, and on Listen Again. This is Food FM. That was Food FM's Arthur Potts Dawson talking to Ben English.